0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast and the best day of the week Friday. Hi guys, my name is Eli and this is another episode of Miss Congeniality and we have big fucking things in store today. We have a guest. The guest is none other than the one, the only Bran Flakes. If you don't know who he is, you're going to fall madly in love with him today. But of course, I'm starting with updates because who would I be if I didn't do that? Now, I do want you guys to know that I'm trying to get this in this little update record between like a hundred other things, but I'm really fucking excited because I'm leveling up. I got a new podcast mic and this interface thingy that's coming tomorrow and I hired a graphic designer and we're just going to we're going to do the thing and I'm going to make a TikTok for the podcast. So by the time you're listening to this, there's a TikTok for the podcast and I want you to follow it because I think we're going to have so much fucking fun and I'm going to post clips and some of them are just going to be me talking and other times it'll be of episodes with guests. Because I love doing this and when you love doing something and also it brings other people joy I just don't see the point of not going balls to the wall if you can and right now I can like I'm in a little bit of flex mode I'm waiting for edits for my book and I'm waiting for a creative meeting for my new writing project that's tomorrow so I can get started writing and so since I'm not writing right now like in a dedicated way I'm just ready to I don't know I'm ready to level this up and like bring you guys the best content possible so I'm so excited I'm feeling really good about it um I'm also waiting for my lunch. I ordered a wrap. Turkey cheddar lettuce never puts me down. Never never lets me go wrong. I was um, asking on Instagram stories what I should have and a lot of people were saying sushi and the weirdest thing is that I've been averse to sushi and it used to be like my safe meal and like the thing that I would always have and every time I'm averse to food I'm like am I pregnant but I have my period right now so I can't be pregnant but Yeah, anyway, I'm averse to sushi, which sucks because it's my favorite food, but I think I'm going to come back around to it. Do you guys have this experience? It sometimes happens to me with coffee also, and I hate when that happens too because I need my coffee. But we have so much to talk about because so much has happened in the last week. Like just the Super Bowl alone is enough for a whole episode, but we need to talk about Rihanna and Super Bowl halftime performance and the whole thing. Like, first of all, if you have any negative opinions, please like leave them at the door. Thank you. I think all the haters are gone now. Um, I thought she was incredible, but this is my like personal thought on it. You know, all the memes that were like me defending Rihanna with my life when somebody in a very polite way asked if she was pregnant and, you know, during the Super Bowl halftime performance, I think that she intended it to come off more like the Beyonce VMA's pregnancy announcement, which in which it was very obvious. Like, I think that she meant for it to be so fucking obvious and we were all unsure if she was or not, like I think there was a better way for her to do it in a way that it would have been obvious. But that aside, like because I didn't think she was pregnant. I like was the one that was like, she's not pregnant. She's had a baby. Don't shame like mothers. Like I was the one that was getting so heated about it. Um, but then when it came out, she was pregnant. I was so happy for her, obviously. And I think if you watch it now, you can tell that she was trying to like suggest she was pregnant. But I just think it wasn't obvious enough. But other than that, I thought it was fucking phenomenal. There was a really good article in The New York Times talking about how the Super Bowl needed Rihanna more than Rihanna needed the Super Bowl and I cannot stress how much I agree with that also I think that people's expectations are so high for like whoever the star is performing to be like tumbling down from the sky and like shooting off fireworks like was it not enough for her to be like suspended in the air fucking pregnant singing the bangers on bangers for straight 13 minutes like relax also anybody who had a negative opinion about the super bowl halftime performance i would love to see them get pregnant and then perform 13 minutes of hits and i would love for them to fail i would love for them to fucking suck i don't know it just like drives me crazy when people are like well like you know she should have said no if she wasn't gonna like dance i'm like i thought the performance was wildly entertaining and you need to put a sock in it ultimately that was really like the highlight of my super bowl sunday i didn't really watch the game um I hear it did get pretty good at the end there congratulations to the Chiefs I'm kind of happy about that low-key listen like I don't care about any sports like I like don't give a fuck about like teams like I'm pretty like I hope everyone has fun kind of girl but the Eagles really pissed me off because of how goddamn rude the fans are like I swear to god it's it's out of control like they were all booing during that like Philanthropy award. I'm like Jesus Christ, and then like the violence. Like I, I swear to God, if you've ever lit a car on fire because your sports team lost, you need to touch grass and get a hobby. Like it's sincerely so fucked. You know the people that have the same, yeah, the people that are lighting cars on fire when their team loses, like a a football game, is the same energy as the people hiding behind screens on TikTok commenting baseless hate on creators. Same energy. Like what the fuck are you doing? Like really, get a life. Um. Yeah, so I'm not an Eagles fan at all and if you guys are Eagles fans I respect you but I just just know that they're the one team I don't like only because I think their fans are so rude and like if I was from Philly I would be embarrassed of the Eagles fans not of being from Philly I actually fucking love Philly fuck it up and I love Pittsburgh too if anyone's from Pittsburgh shout out I went there once to tour Carnegie Mellon when I was in high school sorry this is now like a tangent and I was like wildly obsessed I think it's like so adorable there and I went to this restaurant that's still to this day one of the best meals I've ever had um but I would only be embarrassed of being an Eagles fan because like the the fans it's like a lot anyway though love Rihanna so happy for her so fucking happy for ASAP Rocky so hot The baby is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just all good vibes. Um, It's all giving me good vibes. And I love that she's kind of back. Like, I don't know. She's just an it girl. I love her. Speaking of celebrities, have you guys seen what's going on with Megan and MGK? Not that I really keep up with them, but I feel like this is a quintessential example of just it's not over till it's over and like the messiness of breakups in general, except for it's in the public eye. So we feel like we shouldn't we almost feel like we're like kind of like not supposed to be seeing what we're seeing. But my personal takeaway on the Megan MGK breakup is that MGK probably fucked up and they probably got in a big fight and Megan was seeking revenge. Um and we've all been there. But I don't think they actually broke up. Like when you say it's not over till it's over, what I mean by that is typically there's gonna be breakup sex. There's gonna be like conversations. You know what I mean? Like there's gonna be a whole mess of shit happening before like you actually end it with someone. Um And so I just don't think that they're over like uh, like I've been the pettiest motherfucker alive during a breakup and still had sex with the person again or saw them again or kept talking to them or even like got back together with them and like did it last? No, but like they have a blood oath. It's kind of like at this point. I just don't really know who else they're meant for than each other and they should just stay together. Like honestly, I think it's more trouble to like but of course like I don't want Megan to be like in a bad situation. But like again, honestly, at first I thought they were cute and then there was the blood oath and there was like the licking And it was just it got to a point where I was like, I didn't need to see like your tongue on a red carpet. So now I'm like, I think they're meant to be. But, you know, only time will tell, I guess. And right around Valentine's Day, which I hope you guys all had a great Valentine's Day. I definitely had a nice time. I was just thinking about um, this morning. I was watching a girl and like no hate to this girl because maybe you guys saw this video on TikTok be like haul of everything my boyfriend got me for Valentine's Day and I know a lot of people like that kind of content I just think it's so toxic because like even I caught myself being like oh like should I have gotten that or like oh should I have given him that or like oh like did I get did we like do enough I don't know it was just weird because before I saw that video I never even had a thought like that I was so happy like I was so happy with how we spent our Valentine's Day anniversary. I love the gifts we gave each other and the time we spent together. And it was so special and intimate. And like a video like that in two seconds causes you to like start comparing yourself to somebody else that you don't even know. I don't know. And again, like I'm not hating on this person. Like that's it's her right to make whatever kind of content she wants to make and whatever. But I just think like I caution you guys against consuming a whole lot of type of content like that because I think it's just like a breeding ground for comparing yourself to somebody who is in a different relationship with than you are and at a different place in their life and is just a different person in general. I wish that we just didn't make content like that but I feel like at the end of the day all content sort of breeds comparison in some way. I just think it's like kind of cautioning us to be careful about making content that like directly breeds comparison like a what I eat in a day or like a haul of all the birthday gifts I got and again like people love that shit they eat it up. Just for me, I found myself like immediately comparing myself and had to like stop myself and it kind of felt, I don't know, it kind of felt icky. I was like, damn, I just wish that we weren't making content like this. But then on some level, I made Valentine's Day content. So I'm like, okay, people were comparing themselves to me. So I guess what I'm saying is if you saw content over the weekend or this week that made you not feel great, just be intentional about what you're consuming when. And if you need to take a break because you find yourself diving into this like world and whirlwind of like consistently comparing yourself because of content you're consuming Don't consume that, baby. You have every right to set your own boundaries. And I really hope you do. One thing I do want to talk about, though, is those pictures of Emrata and Eric Andre. Like, I was, I was shaken. Honestly, like, I, I, okay, a lot of people are like, this is disgusting. I don't want to see this shit. Part of me is kind of obsessed with it. I don't know. It's like he's like bare ass naked on a couch like they clearly just had sex and like the clothes are everywhere and the bottle one I kind of think it's just like real I don't know it kind of gave me like real vibes like we're all fucking like it's Valentine's Day I don't know I kind of am obsessed like I looked at it for a while and was like yeah like yeah also I just like imagine the conversation where he was like yeah can I post this and she was like go for it I don't know I kind of just like she claims that she's in her bitch era and this was like a bitchy move to do just like they're not announcing that they're dating. They're not announcing anything. Like They just basically are like, we slept together. Like, let's hard launch the fact that we had sex. I kind of love that. Like, as a nosy person myself, and I'm so nosy around holidays where people are posting their significant others, like, I'm kind of obsessed with the people who are hard launching their sexual relationship. Like, and I think more of that, more of that. Guys, something like truly devastating just happened. They delivered my wrap, so I went to go get it. Um, and I guess they like heated it up. But the lettuce is like hot. I'm a little unclear about this, and now the whole wrap is like soggy and wet. Ew, ew. I'm getting really disgusted. Okay, well that fucking sucks. Um. Yeah, I don't really know how to handle the wet sogginess of that. But anyways, let's get back into what we were talking about. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Now that we're now that we're you know, having some trauma over here. Um, okay, so I'm still on the How to Get Away with Murder grind and it's actually great that I'm hyper fixated on it because you, I'm like already on the fourth episode of the first part that they dropped. If you don't want spoilers, stop listening. Okay, I have a prediction that this is going to be the last season of you for several reasons. Number one, Penn Bagley like, just being strange, um, with his commentary about, like, everything. He's just, like, making commentary that make it seems like he's done. Then, secondarily, I feel like they split it up into two parts, and the whole premise, if you guys are watching, and you are okay with spoilers, the whole premise is, like, not that he, like, obviously he is killing people, but it's, like, somebody knows about everything and is, like, stalking him. It's, like, I just don't see him getting away with it that much longer. And so, I don't know, kind of disappointing. But then at the same time, remember last season, I was, like, guys, Mariska Haggerty in SVU could literally have solved this shit, like, fucking season one, day one. Give her 12 seconds and she fucking will literally take down Joe Goldberg. So you know, I have mixed emotions. I do, but still watching How to Get Away with Murder, still the best show I've ever seen, still in love with Viola Davis. Like, I'm just obsessed. I literally think about it pretty much all the time. Other things in terms of content, I'm going to see Bad Cinderella on Tuesday, and I just wanted to say something. Okay, I'm not okay. I just took a bite of the wrap, and it was, like, the slimiest, soggiest, like, soaking wet. Like, I'm, like, actually crying. I'm fucking traumatized. Do you guys think I can get my money back? (laughs) Why did they make it like that? Like, it's sopping wet. Like, I've never had a wet wrap, and there's no sauce. I don't like sauce on my wraps. Okay, anyway, what I was going to say, sometimes we just need to let things be bad. Like, Bad Cinderella the Musical is probably not that good. It had horrible reviews, right? But I'm gonna love it because it's bad. Does that make sense to anyone? Like, The Cher Show was not critically acclaimed and I fucking loved it because it was like a bad it was like a bad but good acid trip. I there are some bad musicals and there's bad television and like what that Addison Rae movie like that was bad but it was also good like let things be bad and good simultaneously at the same time like there's a time and a place for things to suck. I just don't get it like what would we do if we didn't have James Corden's like musicals in the street that are so belligerent and annoying. Like, let things be bad. I don't know. Like, I, people are like, Do you think Bad Cinderella is going to be awful? I'm like, Absolutely, but I'm going to love every second of it. Like, that's kind of the point. Like, that's kind of the it factor of it is that it's like so bad that it actually ends up being good. That should be a phenomenon that's studied. Like, things that are just so horrible that they're actually genius. I think that that's what we might be getting at here. Like, I think it's just going to, it's going to be everything. So I'm really excited to see it. Um, I will be seeing that. And I'm trying to see what else I have coming up. You guys know about all my travel, Um, but really excited. I'm going to the Houston Rodeo. Fuck it up. I'm going to Texas three times from March 15th to April 17th. That's like in a month, I'll be there three times in three different parts austin dallas and houston so houston rodeo and then i'm bringing my brothers to austin for their birthday it's the first time i've been able to like pay for a trip for them which is so exciting and we're gonna do like all the things you guys know i fucking love austin and they've never been there so i'm so excited um i just i think we're gonna have the best time it's like the best city to bring someone for like a birthday celebration too guys i'm not kidding i just took another bite of the wrap because i really don't want to waste food and like it's so fucked (laughs) Okay. You know what? I think I'm too distracted now because of this and like I'm starving. So let's get into the guest episode this week. (laughs) My lovely, wonderful, amazing, talented friend, Mr. Bran Flakes. He is a Philly-based content creator and he is your feral best friend. I think the thing that I value most about Bran and our friendship is that we are so different and even though we're different he doesn't care and I don't care and we have just like made such a beautiful relationship with each other like his content is all about going out and like my content is all about being a hermit and staying in oh yeah I wanted to mention that I'm in my hermit era I'm loving it um just fucking done like I'm setting my boundaries I'm fucking done like if you fuck with me you're done I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, I don't even have the mental space, like we're done, and I'm just gonna hermit, and I'm loving it, but this is the thing, like I can hermit, and he can be feral, and we can still be so close, we had a wonderful conversation, and I'm so excited to share it with you guys, that portion of our um, episode this week will also be on YouTube, so go check it out there, I love you very much, I hope you gave yourself a nice hug today, go get yourself a coffee, enjoy the weather if it's nice where you are, I hope I run into many of you guys this weekend, and I hope I see many of you guys in the LA, Seattle, Miami, Chicago, all the travels upcoming. I love you very, 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 very very, much. And I hope you have a wonderful, stunning, beautiful, gorgeous, fantastic Friday. And without further ado, here's the episode with Bran. Love you. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so fucking excited. I feel like this has been forever in the making with (laughs) us. But I wanted to do it in person because I feel like... I don't know. I just feel like it's, we get each it's other's better. energies better. Yeah,
1: it's better. Welcome,
0: Brand, to the show. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you? I'm
0: good. <laughs> oh, my God. You're in New York for 48 hours? I'm in
1: New York for 48 hours. What else is new? I come for 48 hours and leave. Leave.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of the dream. Like, yeah, I'm a New York City girl. Like, I love New York, but sometimes I'm like... New York, I love to visit. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I feel like that's how you are, but I actually live here and I'm like, I love to visit New York. I love
1: to visit. I get my fix and I'm like, okay, good for three months. Ready
0: to go home. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So I always start the pod asking an icebreaker question that I think people don't usually get asked, but I feel like you'll have a really good answer. Okay. So the question is, what is your fatal flaw? And this can be anything. And bonus points if you resided to the fact that you do not want to like improve upon this thing.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That's really tough. Probably, like, I I feel like I need validation okay. sometimes um, through, like, everything I do. Like, I always am, like, looking for approval and, yeah. like constantly i'm trying to work on growing as i grow up like finding that approval within myself yeah but haven't mastered that yet yeah so that's a fatal flaw that i think like leads into a few different other fatal flaws yeah, like it like opens doors to yeah me. i compare myself to people like i i'm hard on myself yeah. um i'm in my head i get bad imposter syndrome so i would say the overarching fatal flaw is like Not feeling fulfilled within myself and like needing validation. Yeah.
0: So, would you say your love language then is words of affirmation?
1: So that's my love language, I definitely do use words of affirmation and I'm very physical touch.
0: Okay, so do you like to get physical touch or do you want to give it? I
1: love both, both, but I would love if a partner gave me words of affirmation. Okay, like if somebody
0: was like actively, I'm the same way, but I have this thought and like I need to hear your thoughts on this, but like personally, I think like we all want all of the love language. Yeah, we do. Like nobody doesn't want, like there are people that don't like PDAs, maybe physical touch isn't like your favorite, but like in private, you want to be affectionately touched exactly. and then like obviously everyone wants quality time obviously everyone wants their partner to like tell them nice things like yeah everybody wants their partner to do acts of service and like right people are lying if they don't want to gifts like right i feel like all the love languages are like kind of
1: they're all great yeah like how can you choose how could wine? you
0: how could you not <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about your boyfriend does he le- have a certain love language that he likes you to give him i
1: he hasn't like explicitly said but like I'm definitely very PDA, and, like, I think he does – I think he low-key likes that. I think he, he likes, likes that, like, I'm a little touchy. I
0: think that you guys should take the quiz, because honestly – Yeah, I think we it's, should, too. It's so helpful, like, if you just feel like – not that you guys have this, but, like, when you reach, like, some sort of a weird stalemate and you don't know, like, how somebody wants to be comforted or something. Like, even friends, like, finding out what their love language is is so helpful. Yeah. Like, psychologically, to be like, okay, now I know how, like, when you're feeling sad or, like, when you need – me like wh- yeah. how you want me to show up for you yeah
1: he definitely is a little bit like acts of service like likes to like do things for me that's like cute. all that stuff loves to like cook. plan romantic dates cook like that's definitely his way of showing he
0: also love. might be quality time then
1: yeah he definitely we i mean we, we spend a lot of time together i love it but so much to the point where i like get anxious when i'm like. Wait, wait! I haven't seen you in like. No, yeah, I haven't hours. seen
0: you in so long. <laughs> and he's like, relax. He's like, calm <laughs> down. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how we met because I feel like people don't know this. Like we've known each other for almost, almost a, year. a year, and I feel like it was before. I feel like I knew it was like my first brand trip. Yeah, and same. Years, and I feel like I um didn't know a ton of other influencers at this time. Like a year I ago, knew nobody. A year ago, I wasn't like. I didn't have as many friends in the space as I did now, but we met on a brand trip South by Southwest with Prime Video.
1: Yes. And I have a funny story. So I got on this brand trip. Like I had like a network connection. I knew someone who worked for the company and she was like, you'd be really perfect for this trip I'm planning. So she invited me and I knew nobody either. Like I was a smaller creator. I was probably the smallest creator that was on the trip platform wise at that time, like in in terms of like followers and stuff. So I asked her full-time job. Yeah. And I had my full-time job. I was still working. Influencing was a side hustle. So I asked her, I was like, when you get a list of people that are going, can you please send them over? So she sends over this list and I am like hoping that it's like all these people that I know and I didn't know anybody, but I'm an extrovert by nature. So I was like, I'm going to find the person on this list that I feel like looks like I would vibe with. Yeah. And I'm going to send them a DM. I DM Eli on a whim. <laughs> I see she has like 50,000 followers. I'm like, oh, she's never going to see this. Nope. She answers me in I two seconds. I right
0: away. Gives me
1: her phone number. And that, like, here's Insider T. Like, when someone gives you their phone number in, like, the content creation space, that means, like, they genuinely, like, want to talk to you. Like, yeah. they want to take You're it out so of the DMs. Right. It's
0: kind of weird, like... It's There's like, a lot of people that wouldn't.
1: Yeah, it's almost like when I mean, like, dating, when you get like a certain sign, you're like, oh, they're into me. With content creation, if someone like gets you out of their DMs, like follow like, back, yeah. is like a basic first step. It's like, no, here's my phone number. Text me. Text me. They're genuine. So when Eli sent me her phone number, she was like, we're doing this tomorrow. Come with me to this. Come with me to this. And I was like, I felt such a weight lift off my shoulder because I was so anxious about going on this trip. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is someone who's like already welcoming me with open arms, and she like wants to hang out.
0: Also, thank God we had each other because like. The trip, like, obviously was amazing, but there was, like, weather concerns. So, like, the activations yeah, that we I had to go to, that. like, things got upended. And I feel like there was a lot of anxiety. Like, I feel yeah. like we were both dealing with, like, separate anxieties from things. Yes. And it was, it was just good time. to have each other.
1: No, it was great. We love was... South by
0: Southwest. Oh, we it stayed friends so since.
1: You're the reason I'm friends with, like, Carly, Jazz, and Hallie. Like, you introduced me, like, digitally to all of those people. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. It's so much fun. It's I love the space. Honestly,
0: <laughs> it's great. So, you started out in fashion. You are working fashion, corporate fashion, retail you've worked. Yes. So you're a fashion boy. I'm kind of curious, like what it's like to be in the fashion space as a man or just in general in this industry, because I I like fashion, love shopping, love clothes, but I don't like typically say like, oh, I'm a fashion creator or like that's one of my main things. So I'm curious, especially from your unique perspective where you're not like a New York City fashion TikToker,
1: what it's like. So that was the funny thing. Like I felt like working in the fashion industry, it's very similar to working in this space because like influencing is like huge women, like it's women dominated industry. Yeah. Like people who buy products from influencers are typically women. Like people who do influencing are typical, typically women. So that part really prepared me. But when I started making content, I was still working in yeah. that job. So my content, I didn't want it to be about fashion. I was like, I'm literally looking at clothes all day, like buying clothes, all this stuff. Yeah. I want to just make content about my fun. person personal life and now like a year later because I don't work for that that company anymore I haven't worked for almost 2 years in fashion I'm like oh I kind of miss it so recently I've been trying to like get back into making like fashion content but it's very hard when my niche is already very established around like Going out, being in your 20s, being chaotic, all this stuff. And it's like, no one really wants, like, no one really cares about my fashion shit. But I feel like I need to do more videos, like, talking about, like, actually working in the industry. And I think that would offer, like, a different perspective.
0: Yeah, I have, like, two things to say. So the first one is something someone told me this. I actually think Girl Boss Town told me that Heidi D'Amelio told her this. (laughs) Um, Imagine that you are a glass of water and your followers are drinking the glass of water. And it's just, like, plain water, like New York City tap really good water <laughs> and the water in the glass is like your original content the content they came for and they're drinking yeah. it because they like it now imagine as you're like growing your following you have a little bottle of red food dye and every so often you put one drop of red food dye into the glass of water one drop of red food dye isn't going to change the color of water to the point where people aren't still drinking it so they're drinking mm-hmm. it and they don't even know that you're making it slowly darker and darker and darker and the the drops are like other things like yeah. fashion content are like i don't know let's just say you want to start a book club like book right. talks or, like, whatever it would be. i us just say you wanted to, like, experiment with a makeup look. Like, then you're on Beauty Talk. Like, sure, it's not your original content, but eventually they, they've they all come for you, so they're just drinking the water when it's completely yeah. red all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a really good analogy, so that's no, very true. Um, number one. And then number two is I think that's something that people don't realize about you that, like, I – think is really prevalent for me is that we are complete opposites in terms of like going out and stuff. Like I don't go out. I don't remember the last time I did like hardly ever. Like I I I have had party girl faces in the past. It's just like not my thing anymore. But we're still like really, really close, yeah. genuine friends. And like we do have fun when we're together and like Always. we do have a great time. And it just shows me that you're much more than the niche a lot of people have pushed you into. Yeah. Because like Thank you can you. be really great friends with somebody like me who like doesn't really go out and doesn't really drink a lot. And like I can be really good friends with you even though we have such different ideas of like a fun night out yeah but it's because like that's not who you are like it's a something that you like and like of life preference but it's not All of you.
1: Yeah, 100%. I could be friends with someone who's, like, I have friends who are sober. I could be friends with, like, a mom that literally just doesn't do anything on the weekends but, like, hang out with her kids. Like, if I enjoy, like, spending time with you in one setting, doesn't mean I have to enjoy spending time in every single setting. But it's, like, some friends you like to go out to dinner with. That's, like, that some friends you like to just, like, have, like you want to just watch a movie. Sometimes yeah. you want to party with, but the people that you party with might not be the first person you text when you're going through a hard time. Exactly. So I think f- different friends can serve different purposes. I think your true, 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 true besties. You could kind of make a good situation with out of whatever. Anything, yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. So I kind of also wanted to talk like thinking about fashion and like your space in that I kind of want to talk about body image because I've noticed that you talk about it a lot and I don't think that we give men a yeah. space to talk about body image or like really think about it critically like I think we're getting to a place now that we do a little bit with like the gym bro like toxic diet culture and like people yeah. being like this whole like chicken and rice like weighing my food like macro whatever like is as a form of an eating disorder um but that's kind of separate from just like letting men talk about their bodies and like their struggles with their bodies and I know you talked about it before so I was curious if you could like speak to that
1: yeah I think you know I've related to like a lot of people like I one of my favorite creators is Remy Bader of course and I've always loved her content and she made me feel like very comfortable and like even just trying on clothes and like showing my whole body in a video because yeah. I first started out literally just with like green screen showing like the top of my face because i I was always, like, the reason I was scared to get into content, I was, like, people are going to come for, like, the way I look. And that happens now. But for me, it's funny that those comments actually, like, kind of bother me the least. Yeah. And the comments that, like, really bother me are, like, when people comment on like your personality and they don't know you, yeah, that stuff gets under my skin. I'm like, okay, call me fat. You could have called me fat in fourth grade. Like I've been dealing with that yeah. since I was a little kid. Also,
0: it's like not a bad word. Like yeah. get a, get a better insult. Yeah. Please.
1: So it definitely is hard because traditionally I feel like not a lot of men open up and talk about it. Um, and especially in like the gay space, like, my own internalized homophobia and my own insecurities have led me to believe that like a gay guy needs to look a very certain way. Like he yeah. needs to have a six pack. He needs to, you know, want to wear a jock strap and like yeah. go to these parties and like do all this stuff. And I never felt that image. I never like felt like I resonated with that. I was actually on a podcast yesterday and I said the first time in media culture that I felt like I saw a gay guy that kind of represented something like me was Damien from Mean Girls. And I was like, oh, I could look like that and still be gay because I was being pushed the narrative of Christian from Clueless and the hot muscular guys from Bring It On who were gay cheerleaders. And I was like, oh, this is what gay looks like. You have to be gorgeous. And like I would see on Sex and City like, oh, why are gay guys always the hot ones and all this stuff? And I was like, I don't feel hot. Like, am I bad at being gay because my body like image doesn't really like fit the narrative that I'm being shown in the media?
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. There's a TED Talk by um, Shimamanda Ngozi DJ who Is a really incredible author and um, theorist, I would say. It's called, um, like, There's No Such Thing as a Single Story. I botched that, but it's about how there's no single story. Like, there's no one way to be gay. There's no one story about being black. There's no one story about being an immigrant there's no one story about you know growing up in poverty like there's no one way to be anything it's a really beautiful TED talk that I really recommend but that really triggered that thought for me like there's no one way to do this but sometimes we only show one story in the media mm-hmm. to the point where people start believing that there's only one way to do it
1: yeah 100%. and it's really
0: sad and i think like i think you've done a really good job though of coming into yourself and Thank like you. learning to feel hot what yeah. what has that been like well, I think, you when are I,
1: <laughs> I think when I went to college and I found a sense of like confidence there that like I wasn't able to find in high school, like I just found a sense of acceptance that I never had when I was growing up. And I just learned to like be myself. And I was just like, I truly believe that the sexiest person in the room is always the person who's the most confident. Because yes. it's like if you walk up to someone who is so physically beautiful and attractive, but they're, let's say, rude to you. You don't, that's not sexy. Like, you're not gonna, like, wanna, you're not gonna be attracted to that person, yes. maybe physically, but like, you're not gonna wanna go back and hang out with that person. But if you have, like, a great aura and a great energy, people are gonna wanna continue to be around you. It's like, people always wonder, like, all the time, like, oh, like, I always see someone who d- isn't as physically as attractive, but they pull all these people. It's like, sometimes the personality really does make up for that. Like, yeah. you don't have to look a certain way. Like, if you are just, like, a great person to share energy with and be in the same environment, Environment with, like people are going to want to be around you. So once I found that confidence, I kind of just realized, oh, like no one really gives a shit deep down, like what you look like. They just like want to be around you if you're a good vibe, like and on the inverse, like you can be as hot as you want. People are not going to want to spend time with you if you're miserable and like not yeah. not a good vibe, like negative or.
0: Yeah, we I always say we attract what we are. Yeah. Like we're like magnets. And so like people are like, why does no one want to come home with me when I'm at the bar? And I'm like, if you go to the bar and you are not looking around, like looking for someone to go home with and instead you're like. Ordering shots with your friends, going up to the Mm -hmm. DJ booth, requesting songs, laughing, smiling, dancing, being in your own moment. You are going to attract all these people, like magnets, because people are like, that person's fun. I feel like I'm fun, like a magnet. I feel like it's so true, and people will beat themselves up, like, why don't I get attention at the bar? I'm like... Think about how you were behaving. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that people who are shy don't deserve... Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, like, if you were behaving in a way that seemed like you weren't secure or not having a good time, you're not going to attract people exactly. who do feel secure and are having a good time, even if you were having a good time. So just be intentional because, like, we are, we attract what we are.
1: Yeah. We can't perform to our best capability if we're mainly in our head. Yeah. And when you go into a mindset like a bar and you're mainly in your head, like, why aren't people coming up to you? Why aren't this... Like... Because your focus isn't on the right things. Your focus should be on having fun. Yeah. And the rest of all of that will come naturally.
0: It will will happen. Um, I love that. So kind of in the same vein, I wanted to talk about like – I hate this word, but like bullying, but more specifically like adult bullies, because I feel like a lot of people ask me this and I haven't really like spoken to it yet, but like adult b- bullies in the workplace, like when you have a corporate job and like yeah. someone's really, really mean to you and like adult bullies, just like in the content space and just like in general cyber bullying. And like, also like if you were bullied as a kid, which like you've discussed before that you were yeah. kind of like, what has that journey been like? Because I feel like adult bullies are like so much worse than, like, kid bullies.
1: Yeah. no, for sure. I mean, when I was growing up, like, bullying was very, like, I want to – it kind of was, like, how you see it on TV. Like, just, like, yeah. oh, you're gay, blah, 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 blah. Like, and then as I grew up, it kind of, like, just, like, fizzled into just, like – you know, you can get bullied by your friends sometimes. And, like, people can take advantage of your your kindness and they can, you know, do things and treat you in a way where you're like, wait, why are you, like, treating me like that? Um, And 100%, I feel like a lot of bullying can come from, like, very toxic competitiveness. Like, where people who, they... They're very selfish selfish people tend to not be happy for you when you're successful because your success isn't helping their success in in some ways so it's like they compare themselves to you and then they start pushing you down because you're almost like a threat to them yeah in some eyes and like that that's really tough to deal with. And like when you're growing up and you're like, realize the people who like weren't bullying you, like they were your friends when you were growing up, they weren't being outwardly mean to you, but they're treating you. They were almost like gaslighting you. Like yeah. they weren't outwardly bullying you, but then when you grew up, they started like treating you badly. And then you're like, wait, you're, like, a different kind of bully. Like, you're you're kind of toxic. Yeah. Um, So that's been very, very interesting. I think everyone deals with that. I mean, in general, like, human beings... We have flaws. We suck sometimes. In yeah. some ways, everyone is an asshole. Um, <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. Someone commented that on my TikTok the other day because I was talking about, you know, all the talk right now in the influencer culture space, and I was just like, "You guys, I'm not saying that what this person's saying in this video isn't valid, but I'm telling you from someone who worked in corporate, this happens anywhere. If we're become obsessed with making influencer culture out to be a certain stereotype." No influencers are going to benefit from that. We're all just giving ourselves a bad stereotype to attach to our name when we're not doing anything different than unfortunately any real life human is doing because influencers are just as normal as any other people. We just live our life on the Internet. So that becomes difficult because we make everything that we do subject to approval or disapproval.
0: Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about that stuff because um, I've been like seeing them and I want to talk about your take. I was saying um, yesterday, like I would say like 95 to almost 99% of people that I meet are really, really, really nice. Yeah, And then like the two to 5% that haven't been nice to me, I feel like I would never like reveal their names or even talk about it because like one, people have bad days and two, I would never even if somebody was really mean to me or rude or off-putting I would never root for somebody else's demise or failure I just think it's bad vibes it's bad karma it's bad karma and I see people on the internet especially with women really eager to root for their demise and like excited about it almost and it's like in when in the history of the world did we get like so excited about other people failing
1: yeah that's my thing like people ask like i did that video once where i was like here's i was like literally trying to be positive i was like here's some nice influencers that i've met and the top comment was okay now do a video of the worst so i'm like no because that's not going to bring me good karma it's
0: not good energy. you have to
1: put yourself in the shoes imagine if you opened the tiktok app and someone did a video on the worst influencers and they included you you would feel so anxious so shitty you would see Horrible. so many comments piling on you as, an, as anybody in this space, I would never wish that feeling on anybody. No. Because we've all gone through it. So it's like almost more fucked up when you see other people in this space perpetuating it because it's like- you know what it feels like. You've been here before. Yeah. Why are you going to contribute that? Um, So I would never do that. And even with smaller stuff, like people will be like, oh, can you do like the worst places to like go out in Philly? And I'm like, no, because those are businesses. And I don't want to give negative. I would rather use my platform to give someone a praise that they deserve than give someone like, you know, negative negative feedback that's not necessary. Now, if someone's doing something like extremely shitty, like prejudice, bigotry, different different story. But like in general, if I don't like somebody on a personal level or i don't like a certain restaurant or bar i'm not gonna go slander it on the internet because that's just it's not good vibes
0: i also think there's a general lack of nuance on tiktok and a lack of their ability to have gray space i always say this but two things can be true at once whoever was rude to the person who made the video should have been kind yes that's period end of story we should all strive to be kind to everyone around us otherwise it's a shit show like everyone should be kind she should have been kind okay Mm -hmm. But the second thing can be true that she is a nice person that had a bad moment or fucked up and was rude or was inconsiderate or was having a terrible day. Like you only know 5% of what someone's going through. So I'm not making excuses for someone being rude, but I think two things can be true at once. We're like, this person should have been nice and we should give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, if there's somebody who's like, all over the internet and everyone's like they're horrible and they're racist and all these things like yeah of course they don't deserve two things can be true and they don't deserve nuance i just think everything has a bit of gray space and it's really difficult on tiktok that people don't allow for gray space yeah um and yeah that's just really
1: my take with me. it is just like if the video had been like Hey, I've been noticing this at influencers event that we're all like almost a little bit comes, it comes across competitive and condescending. I hope that all of us as influencers, like if you're seeing this can make a change to be like more welcoming. It's okay to ask an influencer instead of who are you signed to? Where are you from? What are you doing this weekend? Who, who did you bring as your guest? Like, are you dating anybody right now? Yeah. I think that would have been an okay video, but to like make it as like, so like cut and dry that like influencers are this, this, that, and I'm not going to call out any names, but it's like.
0: And then people you, start immediately. Then people start
1: speculating, and you know that people are going to speculate, especially when you make the caption. I'm not mentioning any. I I wish I could say names. It's like
0: also just like. From personal experience with the Susan Alexander bag thing, I don't know if you remember, but like basically a girl made a video and I'm not shaming the girl who made the video at all. I'm shaming the people in the comments. She made a video saying that she lives in the same building as an influencer. And she said that the influencer is very, very beautiful and in the fashion space, which my haters would never say I was very, very beautiful or in the fashion space. She said that and she went on to say that the influencer continuously throws away PR, which is like incredibly wasteful and horrible and threw away this Susan Alexandra beaded bag. Now I was currently in contract with Supergoop. So I was one of the few people that got the bag early because the PR packages went out first to people in contract with them and then people um, just on their PR list. And I had posted about it because I was incredibly excited. And then I went to LA and left it at home. And I, again, no hate to the woman who made the video. I think it's really great that she made the video, but the problem was the spec. And she said, I'm not naming names. Like she did it on purpose for security reasons. Yeah. And, um, I do not support throwing out PR. I think that's awful. I've never done it, but all the comments were blaming me and like coming for me. And it was like a really terrible day to be on the app. Like people were so excited that they thought it was me. And then like I had to get someone to, like, take a picture of it at home. But then people were like, we need to see the newspaper next to it so we know that picture was taken today. Like, just not believing me. It was so discouraging. I would never do that. I was so excited to have received the bag. And, like, the speculation, like, it really, like – Sure. The person that did that, should they be held accountable? Absolutely. It's really not good what they did. And I hope they saw that video and never did it again. And I'm sure they did. But the fact that I was getting eaten alive over something I simply didn't Didn't and would never do was so shit. And I'm sure that in the same way that that Dumois blind and people are speculating who it is, like Mm -hmm. whoever it isn't, who's getting all this hate and speculation, like it's shitty.
1: Yeah. It's very shitty. And it just like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if your goal is to improve the space, and I know this sounds like such a crazy concept where we live online, why don't you just tell the person who's making you uncomfortable, like, hey, you're kind of being rude or DM them the next day and be like, hey, I met you last night. Um, I'm not sure if you meant to do this, but you kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I bet that would go a lot further in that person's mind because they got an individual DM or and people are probably like, oh, well, they'll never see it. We see it. Yeah. We see it. We see it. Trust me. Um. But like, no one wants to do that because what's the fun in that? What's What's the fun in that? You know, when you're when you're looking at it from, I want to start like some spice on the internet. You're not that's a you you keep that shit private. Yeah. But maybe keeping that shit private is what's going to help it help the situation more.
0: Yeah, I think it's like really double edged sword because again, I do believe in accountability, like one hundred thousand percent, and like the person throwing out PR is a perfect example. They should be held accountable. But like just to attack people that you think it could be is so like shitty. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's the same with this situation. Like I see people getting attacked who simply weren't even at that party. They
1: weren't even at the event.
0: Yeah. (laughs) People were asking me if I was there. Like I didn't go. I mentioned I might go and then I decided not to. And I'm like, people are like so hungry for this like drama. But
1: what I said, and it's like, it's kind of the last thing I want to say about this, but... I feel like it's going to push people to be more buttoned up and not even talk because it's like what now it's like, OK, anything I say might be misconstrued or might be mistaken. And then it's like maybe now people are just going to be quiet. You know, you see celebrities who literally refuse to do interviews because like they'll say something and it will get taken out of context and make a headline. Oh, yeah. And then they just their solution is I'm just not doing any any interviews anymore. Like we kind of push people Breaking into um, Yeah, to breaking points to the point where the only solution is I'm just not talking anymore. I'm going to go show my face, shake hands with the people who invited me, say thank you and leave. And that might sound really rude. But for some people, that's just them protecting their peace because yeah. they feel like they can't win in another environment.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Well, moving on from that, I, I meant to ask you that later, but you brought it up. <laughs> so I was like, it's time to talk about it. Um kind of in the vein of like adult bullies i want to talk about adult friendship because i've been yeah. thinking a lot about this and my friend group and my friends have been talking a lot about the way that like sometimes we don't see each other for a month because like the structures that formally formally held up our friendships like groups right. and clubs and all these things like they don't exist yeah how do you, cause you have your girlies and those are like your tight group, but you have yeah. a lot of friends and honestly, friends, like, yeah. I feel like you and I keep up, like we don't see each other all the time, but no, we really keep up with each other. We yeah. do a great job. How, like, what are some of your tactics? Cause I feel like you do great at like preserving and like, kind of like moving along your adult friendships.
1: Yeah. So I think you have your friends that like you can see frequently and those are people they geographically live close to you. Yeah. They are in the same, like a friend group in a sense where like, they're going to be going to the same birthday parties as you. Like you don't necessarily need to text them and make one-on-one plans because you're going to see them in some capacity soon. Um, So those are people that are very easy to keep up with. And sometimes they're usually your best friends. That's how my yeah. girlies are. I live with one of them. Yeah. So I'm always seeing them. And then you have your friends that maybe they don't live as close. And I think like, sending a text anytime like a major event happens a birthday for someone like you like when you have a huge accomplishment or maybe on the opposite like when you're going through a rough time like checking in yeah, um, I always say and this is something I've been trying to do. I actually want to make a video about it. I think what every week, especially in the winter when everyone has like a little bit of seasonal depression like, try to FaceTime a friend that you haven't talked to in a while be like hey haven't talked to you in a while maybe we live three states apart so we can't necessarily go get drinks this week but let's have like just an hour FaceTime when yeah. you can, and you just catch up on work I do this and sometimes the FaceTime will be two hours and I feel so refreshed after because I'm like yeah that was so nice like even though I don't really get to physically see you like it's so nice to just catch up yeah um so I think it all depends but then there's people like I've one, my one childhood best friend I only see her every few months and we don't text but it's so nice because then when I do see her we can't shut up because we have to catch up on work friends drama relationship every single thing and it's really nice there's some people who are like a little bit more anxious than others so I feel like when they feel like they're not hearing from you like they get in their head and you're like are we not friends anymore you don't reach out I think you have to get close to someone to know like when it's personal and when it's not. Yeah. Like, I would never be anxious if I hadn't heard from you in two months because I'm like, it's Eli. She's busy. She's doing shit. Like, whatever. But I know if I texted you and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you about something, you're all ears. Like, you're always like that. Yeah.
0: I think that's a really good point. Like, just setting aside the time to, like, connect with people that you don't get to see as much. Yeah. And, like, even we don't even realize it. like, you have an hour train ride or, like, you're on a walk one day. Like, just give them a call. And, like, even if they can't pick up seeing that you called them and Mm -hmm. then being like, I'll call you back when I get a shot. Like, it's just I feel like a lot different in adult vibes to like make and maintain friendships with the friendships are even better when you do
1: they yeah I totally agree I have such a like great group of friends and I really appreciate that and I'm I'm very blessed because I'm an extrovert by nature and I feel like the more and more I meet people everyone's very introverted and I'm like no I'm a true extrovert like I yeah. always want to talk like I want to make new friends and that's something that I think it's been interesting like recently people have been very transparent with me they're like I'm not looking for more friends. Like I have enough friends as it is. I yeah. don't like, I can't see myself in a world where I don't want more friends. Like I, oh, I always want new friends. Like I always want new perspective. I always want to hang out with new people and make, cause I think if you hang out with the same group, Your brain becomes kind of stagnant. Like you start only thinking certain ways. It's like when you have conversations with different people, you have different ideas. And especially when you're in the content creation space and you can get like writer's block in a sense where like, I don't know what to make content about. And then you hang out with a new person who says something that, one of your regular friends that you see every weekend would never say you're like, wait, that's funny. There's people who think like that. I can make a video similarly and appeal to a different audience like that.
0: Yeah. I think that's really true. I also feel like sometimes it's the hardest part is getting to hanging out, like getting to the hangout. And then once you do, you'll feel really fulfilled and worst case scenario, you don't want to see them again. Like you wasted two hours and had some drinks, like who cares? Who cares? So I wanna talk about dating a little. Um, I know we were like in our single era, like when I met you. Oh my god, yes. And now you're all cuffed up. And this is like your first serious. It's my boyfriend. first relationship. Okay, yeah. So this first is...
1: technical little, like boyfriend title. Yeah. So first I think
0: boyfriend. a lot of people have this concern that like they're behind if they have yeah. their first relationship in their like mid-late twenties. But I just think like it's so normal. It's yeah, so it is normal. like realistic for that to happen how has it been navigating your first romantic relationship yeah
1: it's been like crazy because right before this relationship i went through a bad situationship Mm -hmm. and i was like really really hurt by that like i totally agree with people online who are like sometimes getting over a situationship is worse than getting over a relationship yeah like i was very much in like my insecure trying to heal but also trying to figure out like what the fuck who was I in a sense and I was 25 I'd never been in a relationship and I was losing hope I was like there's no way I'm ever gonna find anybody I live in Philly it's a smaller gay scene I've hooked up with pretty much everybody I've tried to go on dates with everybody when I go on the dating apps I literally know who people are at this point like I'm done basically like yeah, i i was I'm like this out. is yeah i was like this is going to be my life i'm going to be single forever so it was very crazy when like it happened and it happened very like fast but not fast in a bad way like it was rushed it was just like there was so it just made so much sense that there wasn't any like time for doubt because yeah. everything was just so certain that like it was moving fast because it was seamless but it's so weird now being in this relationship because like my life has my life has changed you know like i go out last night and i'm like oh my god like I don't need to look for guys or I don't need to like, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm hanging out. Like there was a sense like, of like spontaneous, 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 I forget that. word. Spontaneity. When you're single and you like don't know how your night's going to end. You're like, maybe I'll go home with someone tonight. Maybe I won't. Like maybe I'll end up in bed with pizza. Whereas now there's like, you usually know where the direction of your night is going in. So that's been like interesting to navigate. Um, And it's very weird to be in a sense like, oh my gosh, like, this could be it. Like, if this is my person, like, I'm not going to, you know, necessarily have another sexual interaction with anybody else ever again. And, like, yeah. that's been weird because I was a whore, to be completely <laughs> frank. So I was having fun. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, like, settled down. So it's yeah. weird because it's, it's only been six months, but I'm, like, I'm trying to process, like, how everything is, like, shifted so yeah. much.
0: I have two thoughts. So yeah. the first one is, like, to your point about, like, the spontaneity of going out and, like, that kind of, like – inner reworking of like the way things used to be. I think that there's, and I've said this so many times, I'm going to say it again. There's a major difference between a thought that, oh, is the grass greener and, and doubting? Like people... I think people would freak out, but I don't know if I'm just really comfortable in my relationship, but like we've had conversations about that feeling of the grass being greener and then both deciding that we would much rather be on our plot of grass and water it to make it as green Mm -hmm. than go onto the grass that seems greener. Everybody has those thoughts. Like it is so normal to be like, is the grass greener? That's just like a normal, we need to fucking normalize that. And it's different than having doubts. Having doubts is like, I don't know if I like this person anymore. I feel like I would rather be single. It's not a passing thought like, Wow. Like being single was so different. I wonder if the grass is greener. Like it, the grass is always going to feel greener, but when you get to the grass, it actually isn't going to be greener. 100%. So I think like that is so legit, like so normal. And I'm glad you said it. Cause I think it'll make a lot of people feel like really heard. And the second thing is, to your point about how it just felt so sure and it moved really fast, like, I always say this, but like, I can't reiterate it enough. Like, if somebody is making you feel confused or anxious, they're 100% not the person for you. Yeah. Like, you're probably not going to date them. There is somebody else that's going to come into your life and you're never once going to be confused. You're You're never once going to be like, do they like me? Mm -hmm. You're never once going to be like, are they mad at me? Because they didn't, You, you will know. Yeah. And I feel like when they say, if you know, you know, that's what they really mean. Like you will just know that person cares about, you know, they like you and that's what you deserve. And I'm not saying like, I hate to make blanket statements. Like a lot of people have like long ass talking stages or like, you know, friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, tropes, and it takes forever. You know what I mean? Like the will they won't they, but most of the time, it's like, if you're feeling anxious and confused, that person's not right for you.
1: A hundred percent.
0: And I feel like that's definitely how you feel in situationships.
1: Yeah, it's situationships. It's like a toxic reward system of like, oh, they texted me, like all of this. It's yeah. like all your own mind game that makes the person seem so much more appealing because they're preying on your own self-doubts. And it, it's it, it's fun. I'm not going to lie, like in a sick way, it's toxic, it's addicting. Yeah. And you get the dopamine rush, when and they give you that green light and they're like, yeah. they are texting you today. They do want to meet up with you later, but then it's the withdrawal when they pull away and then you doubt everything. And it's nothing comparable to just having someone who just loves you. Honestly, yeah,
0: I agree. Totally agree. So we're going to move into like some more fun vibes and questions. People really wanted me to ask you about Philly and like how you like living in Philly. And if you would recommend people move there and kind of like, what what is it like to live there?
1: Yeah. So the thing about me, I'm a Leo, tried and true. And I have always used this phrase. I love I love being a big fish in a little pond. So for me, Philly makes a lot of sense because it doesn't have a huge content creation space. You know, it doesn't have a lot of creators. It doesn't have a necessary, like a huge influencer culture, as you guys on the internet love to say. There's not a huge influencer culture. So I kind of love being there because most, pretty all my friends pretty much work full time, nine to five jobs. They're very just average, you know, working class people. And I feel like that really helps keep me grounded because I'm like, if I was in this space 24 seven, I think I would eat myself alive. Like, I think I would just like overthink things, like give into toxic things that weren't a part, that weren't truly who I am. Like, I just don't see myself flourishing in that culture. That's why I like to visit and go to like LA for a few days at a time in New York to get that scene. Cause it is important to have friends in this space for sure. It keeps you sane, but I couldn't do it all the time. But I love Philly for that reason, but I also grew grew up in philly i grew up in the suburbs um went to college in the city moved to the city after i love the food there i love going out everyone is just like no one really gives a fuck like everyone's yeah. just like let's just vibe like it's not that serious we I'm not a sports person but the sports culture's huge the Eagles are in the Super Bowl right now ow, ow. um so it's just like a really like fun chaotic like vibe um but I also feel like everyone has each other back It's a city that leans liberal and I am a liberal so I really enjoy that as well um but there's there is stuff to do and I love the location like we experience every season we you know we are so close to New York we're so close to, the Jersey shore. Like there's a lot of things in the area that you can go and do, but it feels like home to me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I really like Philly. Yeah, The few times I've been, I've like really fucked with it. Yeah. Um, I'm like a New York girl at heart, but also like New York does overwhelm me. Yeah,
1: It's like an underwhelming New York. It's like the streets are more narrow. They're smaller, but you can still get different things that you can get from New York in Philly.
0: Yeah, that's, I love that. For way that. cheaper rent. For way, for way, way cheaper, cheaper rent. rent. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like to ask people um, what they say to their main critique that they get. So for example, when I had Tim um, Chusano, I don't know if you know him. He's like, day in the life, like this is, point oh. of view, you're 45 in New York or whatever. And yeah. he makes those like really lovely vlogs. I asked him about, you know, how do you take the criticism when people say that you're like, um that you're like romanticizing hustle culture and like yeah. overworking yourself. So my question for you is what would you say to people that claim that you drink and party too much?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I get that feedback a lot. <laughs> Literally, it's kind of
0: silly because you're just like a normal person. I'm just, <laughs> like, yeah. every day. It's very,
1: I don't, that's what people don't realize about the internet. So it's like, if I find a trending sound on a Wednesday and I put a drinking related caption, that doesn't mean I'm drunk on a Wednesday. It just means I'm basically participating in meme culture and using something relatable, like I'm trying... The point of my platform is to make people laugh. Yeah. I don't want people to go to bed worried about me. Like, yeah, please don't do that. Like, like you're I, I, I strive for being a comfort creator that is entertaining. I want people to go to my page and like get a giggle and get a little silly. in when they're feeling anxious or yeah. they, or even if they just are genuinely just want to be entertained. Um. So I think we're really quick to judge people on the internet when it seems like someone is doing too much of something. And that's the issue. I don't necessarily think I drink way more or way less than another person. I just post about it way more. Well,
0: also it's, You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. If you're not posting your party content, they're wondering why you're not partying. Yes. Because that's what they came
1: for. The first thing when I got in a relationship, people, before they even knew what my content was going to be, people were like, you're going to be boring now. You're not feral anymore. You're a grandpa now. You don't even go out anymore. Like, we used to love this page. I get that all the time. And then I I had a comment today. Someone was like, babe, we're worried. I feel like you're always hungover. I could drink a glass of water and be hungover. I'm just I'm just unwell all the time. Yeah, sorry, just consistently <laughs> yeah. unwell over here. Like I literally will have one drink and I'll wake up and be pissed off. Be like, I shouldn't have even had a drink. I feel hungover. Yeah. I'm just old at this point. Um, but I'm just like, don't don't worry about me. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. And not everything you see, like I feel like. 70% of most creators are totally authentic. And then there's 30% of them that's a little exaggerated. Like they, you know, in some senses, you are playing a little bit of a character here and there. Yeah. And it's very you, but like sometimes you exaggerate things to, you know, get a better reaction. I'll be the first person to admit that. A lot of people will say, Oh, that's phony, but it's like, no, that's actually real well, it's to like admit. A caricature. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's hard to get those criticisms because like I don't think alcoholism or addiction or anything like that is anything to joke about. It's not anything to glamorize by any means, but it's also like, if I was worried about somebody, even if I didn't know them, I'm not going to comment that on their video. Like I said earlier, I would send a text if I knew the person or if I don't know the person, a DM just being like, hey, notice your content's been like really, really party focused sure you're totally fine but just wanted to check in like if you ever feel like you need to talk to somebody or blah 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 that i would appreciate i'd be like like, oh like that's really like i don't think that it's necessarily always in good intention to like comment on someone be like you need to go to rehab like that's not really a phrase you should say to somebody like
0: yeah because you don't know yeah
1: you don't know their situation and like In some ways, it's kind of adding a negative stigma to addiction, which is a very real thing. And it's like that's that's not necessarily like the best way, in my opinion, not the best approach. It's the
0: same thing as when people say that's so gay. You Mm -hmm. have to ask, what are you connotating the word gay with something negative? So that's why it's a big problem to do that, to be like you need to go to rehab as an insult, because yeah. that's what it is, is unfair. Because a lot of people like addiction is a very, very real yeah. struggle and disease. It's nothing to be taken lightly. And to say that as an insult connotates it really negatively.
1: Yeah. And my thing is, too, it's like, I think it becomes problematic and an issue. Like if you're drinking to cope with something, like, yeah, that's a red flag. I'm not saying it's necessarily a deal breaker but like it's like okay why are you doing that I don't if I'm feeling sad I actually don't like to drink yeah sometimes I'll emotionally eat like I'll be like you know what I'm feeling really down bad I'm gonna go get McDonald's I want to just like that's gonna bring me some joy for a few minutes yeah but I'm the type of person I go out to have fun like I said I'm a very extroverted person I love being in a space where I'm with people and I can meet people I love to dance and for me all of that is fun when I have a little bit of liquid courage in me. I could do that stuff sober and I have done it sober. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I had a great time doing it because Sometimes I get really annoyed by drunk people when I'm sober and I, it's very hard to like be in that environment where like people are pushing you. Like when you're drunk, you're kind of part of it. So it's not, it doesn't bother you as much, but when you're dead sober, it's difficult. I'm not saying you can't go out sober. People do it all the time. And like I said, I've done it, but I do enjoy being under the influence of alcohol when I go out and party. Um, But that's, that's really all there is to it. I like to have fun and I am definitely growing out of it. A little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm 26 now. My hangover's last one or two days. I have a boyfriend now that I am content with spending a night in, like, rather than going out. Um, but I'm always going to be a party girl. Yeah. I, I, love, I no, love to party. No, she's Paris In. And here's yeah. the thing,
0: like, there... Everyone has preferences. And as long as you're not harming yourself or others, like no one can say shit about what you do. Like my personal preference is since I don't drink a lot anymore and I don't go out a lot, I do not like to go out sober. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. That's my preference. I am not yeah. saying you can't have fun going out sober. If you like to do that, if you're sober and you go out, fuck yes, cosign 100%. If you go out and you get drunk, cosign 100%. As long as you're not harming yourself or others, yeah. not judging yourself or others, and you feel really great about your choices i'm applauding you yeah if you are sober if you like to drink if you drink every once in a while if you're sort of sober curious like wherever you are on your journey first of all i've been all of them like i've gone no alcohol sober curious drank all the time in college like i've been everywhere on the journey and like the people I love the most in my life are the people that respected and encouraged me wherever I was in my journey, even when they weren't on the same place. My like best friends, some of them love to go out every weekend and we don't go out together and that hasn't affected our relationship at all because we just respect each other.
1: And that that's that's the hard part because I've also, so during the pandemic, especially when we were locked down, I didn't really drink at all. And I was 23 and like fresh out of college. So like for like, Eight, nine months, I barely went out. I really couldn't go out, but I really didn't do that. So when I first started blowing up on TikTok, it was when I was 24 years old, June 2021. Everything had just opened back up. The vaccine had just been distributed. Everyone was vaccinated. We were all thinking that like that time period was over. Like we were like, oh, everyone's fixed now. So I was partying. It was the first time I was living in my city and I could actually go to the bars in my city and do stuff. So that was the most partying I've ever done. Like I was full, and it was the summer and the summer is amazing. So it's like, I'll go out Thursday. I'll go out Friday, I'll go out Saturday. I'll go to the beach on the weekends and I'll come back and do it again. But now I'm like, okay, it's cold. I don't, I've gone to this bar a million times. I've lived this night a million times. Yeah, It's not the same. But I know that there's people out there that still do enjoy my drinking content and it's funny and I still to a degree enjoy making that content. So I'll make it. Yeah, and that is what—that's about as deep as it gets. It's
0: exactly what it is. Like we're all on our different journey, and like people need to support you as you grow and change. Especially yeah. again, if you're not harming yourself or anyone else, it's really not their business.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was talking about it with Carly Weinstein today, and she was like, "Brand, it's really funny." She's like, "Because now that I I know you really well, she's like, you're probably one of the people I worry about the least." She was like, "You're literally fine. Like you've such a good ad on your shoulders." Like, oh yeah, I don't. I, un- I understand that, way, that you though. post a lot about. She's like, "But anyone who actually knows you knows that you're one of the most level-headed. Like." very well balanced oh no, people like, and I appreciated I, that so much <laughs> you would be
0: like one of the people I would call if I got arrested because I know that you would answer and come help me and you wouldn't be like Leo <laughs> drunk off your and even if you were you would come help me yeah. you know what I mean like you're reliable and trustworthy I am reliable. and really smart and I feel like it gets you get conflated with this culture yeah. but it's again you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't
1: you're damned I this girl posted a video about her bag she was like I, did you see this video I forget her name but it was a really great video she was like I bought this bag. And then she was like, you guys are going to tell me that I'm participating too much in consumer culture, but then I don't buy the bag and I'm not supporting businesses during a recession. Like she twisted it. And the top comment was moral of the story post for yourself. If you become so consumed and this becomes on social media and in life, if you become so consumed on worrying about people's reactions and doing things for other people, you are never going to fulfill yourself. Period. So do things for yourself, whether that's posting on social media, making the choices in your career, making choices in your friendship. I'm not saying be selfish all the time, but I'm saying sometimes you, you have to be in order to maintain your own mental yeah, health.
0: I totally agree. So kind of like fun fucking caveat from being like you drink too much. <laughs> what's your hangover food? Of choice? Um, so I want to swap our drunk foods of choice and our hungover foods of choice.
1: Okay, my drunk food of choice. I'm basic. I, I really just like pizza.
0: Okay, I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> I like Domino's because yeah. they have a gluten free crust, and I and I get it. I'm my order is so weird. I get Domino's gluten free crust, no sauce, just cheese. Okay. Oh, and pineapple.
1: Oh, that is weird. Well, People I, hate me. I'm just trashy. I love a Papa John's.
0: Oh, I love a Papa John's. When they
1: come with that, like, garlic tipping sauce. Oh, the garlic oh, tipping sauce. Oh, my God. Slash. Just a great way to upset your stomach. Yeah. No, way.
0: I would always feel so sick after the Domino's. Okay, hungover, food of choice.
1: Okay, that could be very different depending, but I love a bacon, egg, and cheese for sure. Sometimes... You know, it's so funny when people are like, how can you eat a salad when you're hungover? But sometimes the Caesar salad just be hidden when you're hungover. Like that lettuce and those little chompy chomp with those croutons. Like sometimes you're like, this is good. This is is fucking good. So you put some crispy chicken in it. That could yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I'm all about the acai bowl. And I feel like people feel the same. Yeah. Like, How could you eat that when you're hungover? I'm like, it's hydrating. It's yeah. fruit. You can put like peanut butter or Nutella. So you're getting protein and sugar. Then you have the granola for carbs. <laughs> it's so refreshing. Like, I'm not like, oh, I need to be so healthy. Like, I just, when I'm hungover, my hangovers manifest in nausea. Yeah. I don't get headaches. I get so nauseous. Oh, okay, yeah. It's nausea for me. And something greasy is going to make me throw up but yeah. something hydrating and sweet is going to feel really good and then I'll do the greasy thing later yeah once I feel not nauseous anymore
1: yeah I. And that's totally when agree. I'll do like
0: the sandwich or like whatever it is yeah Chipotle um okay I love that so now I want to ask you what would be your ideal night out and it could be anything you get to choose you're anywhere with whoever you want to be with and you can start from like where are we having dinner?
1: Yeah. So we talked about this yesterday. Um, I don't think anticipated nights are fun. Like yeah. tomorrow's the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say I'm not going to have fun, but like high anticipated event where there's a lot of crowds, things are expensive. I have the best nights when things are spontaneous. Yes. So say you and I don't have plans after this. And we're like, let's go get coffee. And then we're like, you know, let's get a drink too. And then we're vibing on mimosas and you're like, you want to go to, like, this dive bar? Let's go shoot some pool. And, like, that's so fun. That's and then, like, so fun. The, ger- the night just takes you. So it's, it's never really about where you are. It's always about who you're with. So, like, because no one wants to be out with someone that's not in a good mood or not a fun vibe when yeah. they're out. So it's, like, when you're with a group of friends and everyone's just vibing and you just make spontaneous choices, I like when things are weird. Like, yeah. you end up seeing this kid that you, like, maybe hooked up with or maybe it's his friend. Yeah. And you're, like, why do we hang out with, like... Joey, blah, 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 last night. Like that was so random, but we had so much fun. Like I love when things are just spontaneous and weird and like you don't overthink it because when the expectations are low, there's no bad things that can happen. If if nothing happens, it's like, well, you had no expectations, so you're not in a bad mood. Exactly. But there's only room to go up. You're like, wow, I had no expectations for this night. It turned out to be so much fun. It makes it 10 times more fun because you didn't expect it to be.
0: So would you be on this N- unanticipated fun night would you be in philly
1: yeah so i the most fun i had recently i was me and my friends we went on a four mile walk totally wholesome on a saturday none of us had any plans we weren't thinking about drinking on the way back from the walk we stopped at a bar and we were just like let's just get a drink and we were all just like vibing we were like we should day drink today. Like we could go into the city, um, like, you know, go to a few sports bars, like have some fun, like just dance and have a good time. It was just after Thanksgiving. So it wasn't like that, that weird, like yeah. I love the week after Thanksgiving, like where everyone's like either at home with their family or you're in the city. So it's like always an eclectic crew of who's yeah. actually still in the city versus yeah. most people are home with their family still. And we just all vibed. And like, I always think one of my favorite things is a post game. I love like leaving the bar and like going to some like random kid's house. He's always playing fucking music videos on his TV and yes, just like always the music videos. having fun and just like vibing out and it. just like, this is chill. Like, I love this.
0: I feel like you and I are the same. I always say, Low maintenance, high strung.
1: Yes. I I like that.
0: People mistake me for being high maintenance. I'm not. I'm high strung. Like I have anxiety and I'm like very like energetic and like will be like the planner. But my my maintenance is like nothing. Like You could literally take me anywhere and I could figure out a good time. I feel like we're similar in that way.
1: Very much so. Which
0: I love. Okay, so my last question for you is what is something and this is really hard for me and I never know what to say. So you might struggle with it. Oh, no. What is something that we could not find out about you on the Internet? Or if you don't have it, like people would really have to dig. Like you might have mentioned this like story or fact one time on an Instagram story or TikTok. Like people might know about it. But like, what is a fact about you that we wouldn't know from the Internet?
1: Um, I l- barely I I don't drive. I have a license, but it is the most least used piece of plastic in my wallet. Ah! I have really bad driving anxiety. Me too. <laughs> so I'm that person who like, I could drive in a suburb. Like if you want to go up the street to the mall and I'll still be anxious doing it, but I can do that for us. The second you want me to go on the highway, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I won't have a car in the city. And honestly, this is something that in my adult years, I need to work on, on. like, and like approve on because like, eventually I'm going to need to drive. Like I'm going to need, if I want to have kids, I'm going to need to take them places. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked about it because it's kind of an embarrassing thing for me. I'm like, Brittany, you're 26 years old, like go fucking yeah. drive it's not that deep but it's a weird it's almost one of those things that i've made it such a big deal in my head that it's now prevented me yeah um so i i haven't talked about it because i'm kind of ashamed no. of it but it's weird like i get like relieved when i like meet other people who like have a similar thing and i'm like oh my god like when right. i tell people that they've been driving since 16 years old they're like what do you mean you just get in the fucking car and do it but for me i've made it such a big thing um but i, I like get anxious talking yeah. about no, it no it's i'm
0: really similar like, Like, just so you know, I was not a good driver when I got my license, just like really not a good driver. And so my parents like would really discourage me from going on the highway. Like I wasn't really allowed, quote unquote, like I could, but like I didn't. And so now even when I emerge on any highway ever, my hands sweat and I get nervous and I need to like turn the music down. I'm a very cautious driver, which ends up being a bad thing because I drive slowly, which driving slowly can end up being more dangerous than driving too fast. And I hate driving. I'm yeah. a passenger princess I'm for life. Passe-
1: I'm a passenger princess. Passenger like, princess for life. I literally, like, everyone's always, this sounds so bad, you guys, but everyone's always like, why wouldn't you ever consider moving to L.A.? And I'm like, because I can't drive, and you have to drive there, and it's on a freeway oh, with yeah. eight lanes. Would you ever consider, do you like there? I d- you know, I visited last month, and I did really enjoy it, I because if I was to move from Philly, everyone's like, oh, you'll move to New York. I'm like, no, no shade to New York. It's just... To me, it's actually pretty similar to Philly, just bigger and more yeah. costlier. I would want to make a move that's going to like shake things up, like go to a Miami or go to LA, like somewhere where the I think weather's we totally fuck, different. We
0: could fuck with Austin.
1: Yeah, we could fuck with Austin a little we bit. We crushed Austin. Yeah. I want to go back to Austin and experience like the actual like nightlife and I like culture it. because we were very like on a yeah. schedule. Like the first night was really fun because we like could do whatever we wanted. Oh, but the rest good. of the trip, we were following a pretty strict itinerary. Yeah. So it was hard to like actually do stuff. So I definitely want to go back and like really that.
0: So good. I agree. Well, tell everybody where they can
1: find you. Yes. So I am brand underscore flakes with two Z's on Instagram. Same thing on TikTok, just with two underscore brand double underscore. Oh, flakes. and then one
0: other thing. Is there anything like coming up the pipeline that you want to like hype up? Do you have any like parties so you're planning or any exciting
1: th- there's things? There is a lot of things coming up the pipeline that are so exciting and big that unfortunately I can't say them publicly, but just know things are in the works and they're coming things
0: are in the works and once we finish the pod i'm gonna ask him about it so (laughs) i'll know but you won't love you love you guys thanks for listening
1: bye Bye. guys.